1: Steve and
2: Larson, don't you dare be sour. Clap for yourselves and feel the power, yes. And all you
3: people
0: out there, you're watching Going In Raw with Steve Larson.
2: Hey, friendo, no, Steve here, <laughs> and Lars, and welcome back to Going in Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'd be listening to right here, at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, filmed live at the Twitch at Twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, where we have loyalty badges now and a new and a new emote, and then we're also found wherever podcasts can be found. Tonight on SmackDown, we had a bar fight. Naomi explained the whole Naomi deserves better hashtag thing. But, man, most importantly, we learned that Big E's getting a singles push, baby. Larson, what should his first thing be now that he's on his own? Uh, beating Braun Strowman for the, what was that, the Universal title? That. This Friday, next Friday, like a week from today,
3: right? Yeah, very first thing. Put the Universal <laughs> title on. Okay, so. He's the absolute best. He yeah. is the absolute best. He is the most entertaining. He's in our player. intro.
2: He's in our intro. Yeah, yeah.
3: He's the absolute best.
2: He's the greatest. By far, the most entertaining performer in all of WWE. Bring back the five count. Bring back the five count. I don't know if we're going to see that, Big E, because that was a mean Big E. That being said, realistically, a guy who is immensely popular uh, with not much of a proven track record on the singles end of things. Well,
3: it's been a while. It's
2: It's been been a a very long time.
3: Prior to New Day, he is a former Intercontinental Champion. Uh, don't forget mm-hmm. that. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, based on maybe I'm reading too much into the structure of the show. So that segment, where Kofi told uh, Biggie, "I'm injured. I'm gonna be out six weeks." Woods is out still. It's time to focus on you. Right after that, we see AJ Styles making his way down to the ring. Now, uh, when you're doing edit- editing exercises in film school, uh, part of the thing is you make connections and determine meaning based on two shots that are put next to each other. Yeah. And if I'm going to apply that same idea to that... I wouldn't, but go ahead. uh, uh, Then uh, we might be seeing Big E in a program for the Intercontinental
2: title. That would seem to make the most sense. I I, I think that they would probably... That's a great way to test the waters to see if this is something that people want. Spoiler alert. We everybody wants it. Everybody wants it. They do. We do. We all want it. Um, I think this is terrific. Uh... And, and yeah, I wonder how they're going to get, if they're going to give him enhancement matches to start. Are they going to put him in uh, a feud that isn't quite at AJ Styles yet? I mean, obviously he's got Grand Metalik next week. That'll be a win for AJ, but if any match is going to show us what we've been missing with Grand Metalik sort of being relegated to either 205 or in a tag team or whatever, it's going to be this match with AJ. This, that match should be really, really outstanding. Yeah, it should
3: be really good. It should um, be really
2: good. But, uh, but no, I mean, it, it's funny because like, you know, you're in your, your big E suddenly you're a singles guy. Like the Kofi stuff kind of like when Kofi went on his singles run, it was kind of organic. Like he had an opportunity, you know, he was, he was given an opportunity. And then he talked about, you know, his story was I've been here for so long Mm -hmm. You know, where's my opportunity? And it was him taking advantage of those things. Mm -hmm. Now Big E is in a position where he has to make this opportunity for himself, you know, Mm -hmm. and how is he going to do that? What path are they going to take him on? Um, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm trying not to get my hopes too high. Six weeks is not a very long time. No. Um, Hopefully he's able, like, just maybe even the response to the announcement that he's going to get a singles push Maybe that is enough to uh, to open Vince's eyes and say, okay, wow, this is something I can really take seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, let's run with it beyond the six-week window that Kofi seemingly has. It, do we know this Kofi thing? Is that just him taking some time no idea. off? Okay.
3: No idea. No idea. All right. Um, Here's the thing, though. This has popped my head, and I could be completely off base, but uh, if something like this had occurred – about two months ago mm-hmm. uh, around the time of a particular uh, uh ladder match uh mm-hmm. perfect opportunity for uh biggie to catapult himself into the main event scene by getting that in the bank briefcase mm-hmm. yeah that yeah. would have been perfect yep that'd have been good stuff
2: perfect. that'd have been good stuff but uh, instead we got otis and mandy next week looking to do some sort of live grotesque sex show um so uh so yeah anyways I'm curious I want to know what the friendos think about this in the comments below man how would you approach this big e singles push what would you do all the belts immediately all of them okay there's a thing called but what about a build Larson you you gotta build up a story first well he's been the WWE for what seven (laughs) eight years that's the build that's his story (laughs)
3: everybody loves everybody loves him yeah everybody yeah Everybody, put all the belts on. I'm not
2: saying you have to do it all next week. How That's about not this? I'm but this, okay. Summer
3: Slam, he wins all the belts. That's I'm gonna, four weeks. That's I'm going to throw this
2: idea out there. I'm going to throw this idea out there. All right. Next week, Otis and Mandy are back to consummate their love relationship on SmackDown, right? Yeah. In front of everybody, Otis is revealed. He goes. He he thinks, man, I don't know how to have sex because he's never done it before. He goes up to Big E, says, "Hey, you're a sexual man. I see you." thrust in the hips all the time. Uh, How do I do it? And Big E says, here, how about this? You give me your briefcase, and in exchange, I will go to the ring and show you how it's done with Mandy. So Otis, Dullard, gives over the briefcase. Big E goes, consummates the love relationship with Mandy, (laughs) and uh, and then cashes in, post-coital cash-in, because Braun is all swamped out. he's He's got toxic algae from Dirty Swamp. No, nah, man, that's organic swamp, man. <laughs> I know said. Bray said that, but I have my doubts. <laughs> and uh, he cashes in. Nary a molecule of alligator poop in that swamp. And boom, he's he's the new champion. Brilliant. I just did it. I just did it. There's not a better situation than that one. Uh, So, yeah, let us know in the comments how awesome I am that I just came out with that story. Uh, Yeah, so, uh, anyways, there was also the much ballyhooed bar fight, Larson. What did you think about this throwdown in a pub? Pretty middle of the road. Uh, It wasn't bad, though. No, that's what middle of the road means. It wasn't no, really no, wasn't I know, I know. But mediocre. I'm, I'm affirming what you're saying. It wasn't right. bad. It you was your right. saying was as, as if
3: to contradict what, what I said. No, uh, no. Uh, it wasn't bad. But at the same time, it didn't rise above uh, the typical trappings of a WB cinematic effort. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, it was better than it was better than
2: the, the Adam Cole Velocity Dream One. That's oh, you, any you, any cinematic match you can say that still is the most bizarre. Like you just never knew where they were. That was just yeah, the, so the, bad. The,
3: the, the geography was never really laid out for you, and, and on top of that, it was just kind of boring. <laughs> it was boring. It was, it was boring. really boring. dark and boring. <laughs> and boring. I mean, yeah. like in this one, someone uh, got their head shoved in a urinal. That's something different. Don't see that very often. I, liked, uh, I like some Seamus, of the bits in this, yeah. Seamus got his foot stuck in a drum, a snare drum. That was yeah.
2: cool. Yeah. I like the 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 magical face paint. Oh, that was cool. That was a cool touch. You know, my only my only, my only only real uh, issue. Uh,
3: that one kind of, I, I couldn't suspend my disbelief enough to to know that uh, Seamus had a magical hat. And that would lead to Jeff Hardy uh, getting face paint.
2: I don't think that was the premise of that particular spot, but I wish it was because Seamus, like, It's got the, like the leprechauns are magical. (laughs) All right. Okay. So anyway. Anyway, Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Well. uh, Yeah. No. Here's okay. So here's my. (laughs) Here's my thing. You said the hat was magic. So I try to figure out the best (laughs) thing ever. Sometimes just let things just let things be. I can't. You've Sometimes known me for 20 be. years. When have I ever been able to do that? Just let it be. Sometimes you have <laughs> to let things be. <laughs> Anyways, look, I'm sorry. I have no sympathy. This guy's going around calling called Jeff Hardy a junkie for the last two months. What, am yeah, I supposed well, to go easy on the guy?
3: How many hours did Jeff Hardy have to do this thing with uh, his his clothes soaked in booze? Because like one of the early spots is they, they did the, the slide across the bar like they did at Stadium Stampede, ripping off that spot. Mm-hmm. Um... So Jeff Hardy gets slid across the bar, you know, drinks getting knocked over and stuff. So uh, yeah, if he had to walk around that pub
2: soaked in booze, reeking of booze, that would kind of be that would be that'd suck. Yeah, that would even if you're not like sober, (laughs) like even if you're not a guy in recovery, that would suck. That would because you're all sticky and stuff. Um, Yeah, beer is one of the worst smells too. Gosh. Like oh, old, it's the worst beer. It's, it's the worst, and then it's sticky. Um, here's here's my main thought about the uh the bar fight. I liked it. I thought it was fine. Um, yeah, it wasn't I thought I liked it better. I think the swamp match tried to be creative, but it kind of just was is was ponderous long and ponderous and, and not very good. There wasn't a lot going on there. I liked it better than that. I liked it way better, more better. I liked it way better than the uh than the Cole Velveteen Dream match. It was on par. I like Boneyard was better than this for a couple of mm-hmm. reasons, um, but it was it was kind of in the same vein as Boneyard. My main thing is, man, get a nicer camera, film it better, put the get like a fog machine and just turn it on for like 10 seconds. A little bit of fog, a little bit of fog, like Peaky Blinders. Watch a pub scene in Peaky Blinders. I know they got a fog machine in that because it just looks smoky. You know what I mean? It yeah. Just, no, but
3: the idea is that there's people smoking in there. That was the idea, though. How do you motivate the smoke?
2: I've been to I've been to a smoking bar before, like right before pandemic. There's one in uh, San uh, Santa Cruz. I oh, was yeah. shocked. I did yeah, not that, that know that was, that was even allowed. Was allowed. We go in there, and I'm looking at this poor bartender. I'm like, dude, I didn't know. I didn't say this, but I'm like, how? Why are you in this career right now? Because you are going to. You probably have. Mm-hmm cancer you probably have mm-hmm. that um so look man I'm not saying that it, it it would be uh uh it would make sense given that you know by and large smoking's not allowed in pubs yeah. it just would look cool I want atmosphere I want it to look cool i'd letterbox the damn thing and make it and light it nicely as opposed yeah. to you know using the same cameras you had in the ring and everywhere yeah. else backstage well I'm sure I not this is in defense uh of that approach I'm sure they were like all right how much time we got here oh you got four hours oh. all right that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. I'm just saying, hey, if I am if I was in charge of this thing and they gave me a have bunch more ever, time, maybe i Have I'd you do
3: heard of the, I don't know the exact name for it, but I was working on independent film when I was at college. And the director of photography, actually after college, told me, uh, you get two of these three things when making a movie. Good, fast, and cheap. You get two out of the three. You don't get all three.
2: Yeah, that applies with everything. I've heard that. You literally, that's... that's that phrase applies to any freaking business yeah, pretty just much. About. You know. just about. Because I'm the same thing. I always heard that when it applies to comic book artists. You can either get a guy who's good, fast, or cheap. Or I think sometimes they threw in there like easy to work with, good, and cheap. Maybe it was that. No, I don't know what it was anyways. But yeah, because like a lot of comic book artists, they might be dicks. But if they're really good then it's worth it You know what I mean? yeah you, you'll put up with it yeah exactly or if they're on time they're dead I think it's meeting their deadlines is one of them whatever
3: well I consider that being good you know you're good at your job that means you're uh, adept at the art but also you're a professional
2: going in raw math on uh, comic book artists Rob Liefeld what is he Larson he never he, he can't draw feet oh man but his I don't know he was like the Hogan of comic book artists like he could Hogan couldn't wrestle but he had that thing he had the energy man
3: yeah, but sometimes you need to show a foot.
2: <laughs> Do you, though? Do you really? <laughs> Nobody kicked yeah. in, in Youngblood. Anyways, they should It should have, maybe. It should have. Sp- maybe Cable should have kicked somebody over. Maybe. Uh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Listen to this. Speaking of kicking, kicking things off was uh, some video package stuff of uh, Jeff. Well, no, it wasn't. It was promos. Jeff. Yeah. Hardy said some stuff, which I didn't catch because I got a new monitor. It doesn't have, like, sound. So I was like, oh, oh He Where's did the, uh, hi,
3: my name is Jeff Hardy, and I'm an alcoholic.
2: Oh, okay. He okay. And he goes,
3: tonight, I'm going to face Seamus uh, in in an old enemy or a new enemy. I can't remember which one it was. I just have, have new, so hopefully what he said. A bar. Uh, tonight, I sl- uh, slay my demons once more. That's that Seamus Talks. So something like uh, Jeff is going to finally realize this is where he truly he belongs, and he's going to find himself in a better place. Lying on the floor of a bar, he said he's going to crush him. And the only thing that's going to make him feel better is booze, <laughs> drown his sorrows. had JBL pop up a couple times.
2: Yeah, that Matt Chat question, JBL, and he said uh, he was just talking about how you know him and Ron Simmons used to drink a lot in the APA, and uh, they know about bar fights. They know about bars, and this is going to be a wild bar fight or some stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, we're in the ring and Sasha and Bailey come out and, uh, they drop some words on us. Uh, the first thing is a little gag about the definition of greatness. Again, whoever's writing this stuff, overriding you it. You're going to say that first yeah. when she said the definition <laughs> of greatness, I know Steve was going to have an issue. Uh, they're going to, they're going to start. I mean, they like the delivery's fine, but you can always tell when it's that one person anyway. So they talk about how greatness is defined in the dictionary. And uh, and then they're like, hey, but, you know, we just redefine greatness. Take a look. And it's a picture of them next to the word greatness. Uh, Bailey says, however, you know, they they sort of say, uh, if you chase your dreams, if you work really hard, you can achieve greatness. And Bailey says, but remember, no matter how hard you try, you'll never be as good as us. Mm -hmm. Nikki Cross interrupts. She's got FPOS rib tape because of the body shot from uh who is it bailey uh at extreme rules mm-hmm. and uh she wants a title shot and bailey's like okay you can have this match this is actually really clever writing you can have that match if you can beat the former smackdown champion the future hall of famer alexa bliss it was Before like Before she sa- she says all that and then she looks at sasha yeah yeah she's teasing that she at sasha alexa bliss that mm-hmm. was really good it was well done and earlier, is, Alexa was like, Nikki, we don't need to be doing this right now. You need to be healing up your ribs. And Nikki was like, she was fired up. She was super fired up.
3: She says, we have to do this. And then she pushes Alexa down yeah. and goes to the ring. Yeah. We have to do this.
2: This is kind of what I was talking about uh, when somebody was asking us about a potential split between Alexa and Nikki. It's Alexa's the person that sort of keeps Nikki calm. She's able to mm-hmm. sort of bring her back down. And uh, if something sort of triggers Nikki so hard that it makes her snap as we saw tonight, that could lead to their split. I think that'd be much more interesting than Alexa mm-hmm. doing the Mean Girls thing again. Mm-hmm. So Agreed. after that, we have this match. I'll be honest with you, man. I thought that the story of this match it it could have been a lot more intriguing had uh Bailey and Sasha not been on commentary. Because yeah. they were really stealing the show. Um and I'm not necessarily I thought they were entertaining enough, but I didn't think it was in a like in a way that really Helped with this match. Like, I thought this match should no, have been a I mean, bit more. It,
3: it, they were. It didn't do much to advance. It's the story being told in the ring.
2: And it's a big. And that's kind of a big story. Like, you know, best friends going at it. And whoever wins gets a, gets a title shot. Yeah. Um. And, you know, the, the the storytelling in the ring was if you had it muted, it was actually pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, they were very tentative with each other at first. Yeah. And uh, and then eventually, like Nikki was like, no, I got to turn it up a notch. And uh, and starts, you know, laying the smack down on Alexa. Alexa starts going harder. Um, yeah. And then Nikki gets like a really sneaky, maybe cowardly win. Not cowardly, but, you know, sneaky no, anyways. No, not cowardly. because uh, She played she, possum and got a roll up.
3: Yeah, so uh, Nikki hits a scorpion death drop on Alexa. Gets a two. She goes up top. Goes for a, a crossbody off the top. Uh, Alexa evades. Little Nate, who was the ref for the match, goes and checks on her. Uh, she says, no, I want to continue. She gets up rolls up alexa to get the win
2: um that being said i, I thought i thought it was this man i thought that sasha and bailey are actually really good they're really fun on commentary yeah. it's just yeah, they are. this was not the match to do that and in fact i laughed out loud at one moment because uh Corey graves or michael cole no maybe it was michael cole said uh Bailey said, yeah, I made this match because I like to be unpredictable or something like that. I like surprises. And then Michael Cole said, well, why aren't you the GM of SmackDown then? And then they said, "Ask." and Sasha said, ask Vince. And then, then did a Vince laugh. And I didn't, yeah, I didn't see who actually did the impression because the camera cut away, but somebody said, great idea. <laughs> I was dying. So one of those girls did a freaking Vince impression. Yeah. I well, laughed out loud. Here's the thing. You're not supposed to mention Vince on air, period. <laughs> right. And when Sasha said, because Sasha's the one who said, ask Vince. Yeah. She. It's like she did that with a little bit of defiance in her mm-hmm. tone, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. as She said, ask Vince, great. and the camera got the, good idea. That was good. <laughs>
3: that was pretty great. Uh,
2: after that, uh, we
3: have a, a brief little bit between Nikki and Alexa backstage. Uh, Alexa says, hey, you got one over on me, but it's all right. Hand her a bottle of water. Uh, She says, you earned it tonight, Nikki. Uh, I'm happy for you. They hug. And she says, now it's time to focus next week. Get title shot against Bailey. Focus.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Alexa was very like, I I like that. She's that. They're not so, you know, one dimensional, like she's Mm -hmm. okay. I get this. I understand why she's doing this and I accept her for who she is. Because uh, they could easily use this us for like a cheesy split. Um, after that, I mean, they might still. Oh, what do I know? Uh, after that, we had a Firefly Funhouse where we get Bray's version of a Swamp Fight recap, and yeah. we, we come out of that with uh, a close up on uh, on the Head Lantern, which is uh, evidently the trapping device for the spirit of past Bray Wyatt. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, you can see when he first debuted as the Fiend in Ring, he had that and it was shocking. And you could understand the symbolism there, but I really love that he's actually added that. Yeah, it's the vessel.
1: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
2: To the, to the mythology of it all, I think that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he says, uh, so he's, uh, the the lantern is talking to him, and he's like, you had your chance. Now it's his turn talking about the fiend. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, he has been unleashed. And then he says, bye. Um, That lantern is creepy as hell, man.
3: It really is. I, I never really realized it, but the handle of the lantern is hair. It's tangled hair.
2: I knew There was hair on it. Yeah, his dreadlocks yeah, were on it. There was hair
3: on it, but I didn't know the actual handle. Oh, I didn't top. notice that either. It's like
2: tangled up hair. Oh, that's gross. Um, yeah, but he. So, and he also. He also sort of, you know, let us know that Braun didn't die in the purely 100 percent organic swamp. Yes,
3: yeah, organic. Like I said, no alligator poop in that one, in that swamp.
2: Mm, mm, sort of a uh, all organic. I don't think that's actually a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have doubts about Bray Wyatt, man. Anyways, I have no doubt about this match. Matt Riddle versus Tony Neese. Was this even five minutes long?
3: No, but it was fun while it lasted. It was really short, but it was fun.
2: Yeah, it was just um, for me. I was I was like, wow. I was only really only gave Tony Neese five minutes with Matt Riddle.
3: Well, they got high hopes for Matt Riddle, obviously. Yeah, I know. Uh, Tony Nieves got a little bit of offense in. There's this weird bit where Riddle powers out of a headlock. He's trying for a Bo Derek, but he doesn't he doesn't hit it. And they try to say like Tony needs uh, need his way out, but I didn't notice it, so it's entirely possible. It just seemed like a really int- weird, like non-finished the match. Uh, but then uh, Riddle hits a bunch of offense, some strikes, exploder, a PK, and then hits Pro Derek for the win. Mm. So maybe it was it was scripted that way. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it might have been um, a, a botch. Hey, can you uh, plug out and plug back in? Sure. So after the match, Matt Riddle calls out Baron Corbin, King Corbin. And uh, he comes out, and he's like, you don't call out a king. You need to put a formal request in. But I would deny it. You don't belong here. You should go back to NXT. Well, I like this. He says,
3: sure, you got you got some talent, but you're like a new car with that new car smell. But eventually, <laughs> that smell fades. That smell you don't f- belong at a professional experiment like SmackDown. You should go back to NXT for more season. Or after that win, 205 Live.
2: Yeah, he's like, you could be a top guy at two o five. So yeah, Salt two o five live, Baron. Oh, I know. So then he put he puts out a king's ransom on Riddle's head. So it's a bounty of sorts uh, on Riddle's head. The first man to try to take advantage of this and John Wick style attacking from behind. Tony Nice, uh, who has recovered from the Bro Derek, but then uh, he, Matt Riddle with a Spidey sense turn around, gave him a big old kick to the head
3: kicked him right in the head yeah so we'll see right in the a, head.
2: Matt Riddle is the nude 24-7 title people are gonna yeah. be chasing him around for that King's Ransom what do you think the King's Ransom is I hope it's meat because man Baron's Instagram is just chock-full of him making like cooking up some good-looking meat barbecue and some food I know it looks good grill yeah, looks steaks. yeah
3: here have a box of Omaha steaks
2: <laughs> there you go uh,
3: next we have this quick bit of Miz and Morrison backstage or in front of a laptop uh, Miz or Morrison is, is, is talking about how it's all about hashtags. This is all uh, to preface Ms. TV with Naomi, and then he pitches a bunch of hashtags to Miz, and they're all like convoluted, way too long. Uh, Miz just dismisses dismisses them all. Says, "Hey, come on, we have a show to do." We find out the <laughs> hashtag that Morrison finally decides on though later on.
2: More Morrison. Yes. We found that out next. It was on Ms. TV. And, uh, oh, you, you're forgetting the JBL thing.
3: He's hyping up. He makes his pick. He says Jeff Hardy's going to get redemption.
2: His Matt Chat questions. You don't ignore a Matt Chat question from JBL. Uh, if JBL actually sent us a Matt Chat question, I would totally not ignore that one. The others? Nah, I'm joking. I do. I think I do pretty well on Matt Chat tomorrow with Brian Zane. Wait, did we mention that at the head of the show?
3: We did not, but we, you just mentioned it now.
2: Tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, and where podcasts can be found, we got the Z-Man, Brian Zane, from Wrestling With Regret, live, not live, but with Uh, us on Matt Chat, answering your questions. It's a blast. It's a lot of fun. As you said, Larson, sometimes you got to mix things up a little bit. If it's just you and me, always, constantly, for 10 plus years, it is exhausting. Look at your dumb face. Uh, But no, (laughs) Good impression of a dumb face. Uh, But no, uh, Brian Zane is on, and he's absolutely terrific. Yeah, We have a lot lot of fun. fun. I'll give you just a little sneak peek here. Uh, Somebody asks, who else would you want to see do the live sex show? I give no less and no more than four answers. I'm really, I'm honestly
3: uh, pretty underwhelmed that you only had four.
2: Oh, I could have gone on all day, but that we had a...
3: wheelhouse, man.
2: We that had a guest. Wheelhouse. We had a guest. I can't overshadow the guest. You didn't want to take up the whole hour answering that one It's question. not my show. It's our show. Anyways. No, it's
3: it's the friend show. They submit the question. Uh, the question's to us. We answer them. And thank you to Brian Zane for taking the time uh, out of his day to uh, join us for Match Chat. It's a lot of fun. I hope everybody checks it out.
2: Yeah, man. And it's something that we've sort of decided on, like, on a monthly basis. We're going to bring on a guest so that mm-hmm. these questions will be answered not just by you and me but by a third man brother got uh that right. so we had ms tv after that unless i missed anything else
3: nope i did, got
2: it. i did go to the kitchen for a second to get some chicken nuggets uh Ooh, but uh, good yeah morrison was talking about hashtag more morrison trending and then dude was this a dig so they, they like said they were doing this gag where they're like, oh, it's grossed me out. Yeah, I gave it for Seth's vomiting. And then he said something about, is he OK? He looks sick. Maybe he's not working out or something. And I didn't know if that was a dig at somebody or if it was. A
3: yeah, I know. I heard that, too. he's said uh, he's not working out. There's a couple things he said, but one of them, he's like he's not eating well. He's not working out or something like that. I don't know.
2: Did Seth say something recently that might have caused these two to want to get a dig in? I don't know.
3: I'm aware. I, mean, I don't think I tweeted it was Seth's tweet that we talked about on a uh, news brief today about it being uh, Golden Age of Wrestling. I have no idea. I I'm pretty don't know. sure I followed Seth on Twitter so
2: if there was something else he would said well, it just oppress. It was one of those things oh. that it was one of those things that uh, it just like when he said it it was so like an aside. Yeah not working out and depressed. It was so like an aside that I was like was that it felt like a dig.
3: I wonder if it's just a thing where he's such a changed person now after taking someone's eye that uh, he's just not himself anymore. That's how I interpreted it.
2: Okay. I mean, it could it could all be within the realm of kayfabe. Um, so anyways, uh, their guest uh, was Naomi to talk about the Naomi deserves better hashtag. Um, I actually chuckled a little bit when her music hit and they both started dancing. I thought that yeah. was kind of funny to be honest with funny. you. It was pretty funny. Uh, so, anyways, of course they do this shtick where they interview her, but they're kind of like you know being dicks.
3: It's all passive aggressive insults.
2: Yeah, they're like uh, she talks about how the you know the fan support behind her is her motivation, and she does everything for them uh, because they lift her up. Uh, they say, yeah, but you know, how does it feel to be trending because you're losing? He was, Ms. was like, you know, me and Mid, me and Morrison. We were trending when our we dropped a music video, mm-hmm. but you know your return and loss at the Rumble and your loss last week got you trending. Doesn't that make you sick to your stomach? And they were trying to goad her into doing the the Seth Rollins five vomiting stars thing. Yeah, it was yeah, kind of a stupid.
3: Says, no, guy. I think you're making me sick to my stomach. I'm like, eh, They're like, They're like, how
2: sick? How sick? Yeah. So uh, so yeah, Naomi says uh, you know, she's like the th- th- this next bit she actually got some, there was some volume in her voice and they let her actually get good. what seemed like some real frustrations out about, mm-hmm. you know, the fans are pissed about Lacey attacking her over a karaoke contest. And uh, and she gets pretty heated with this particular explanation and it's really good. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh man, you know, it's really awkward because we have a surprise guest. Here's Lacey Evans. Um, yeah.
3: yeah, she asked them a question. She says, have you gotten your, your, your ass kicked so bad You got a pity hashtag They're like no Uh, And she says Naomi uh, You've been here More than a decade And don't have much To show for it And you're as washed up As you ever have been And she turns around Tries to put up some lipstick Naomi comes over Pushes her They brawl for a little bit Lacey Mm leaks And she's really upset That her lipstick Got up on her cheek A little bit
2: Mm Mm-hmm um. Yeah, and then they, uh, so Lacey goes on the run. Again, I laughed again because after all this, Naomi's music hits and then Miz and Morrison start dancing along with her. Or well, she, she wasn't, she Lacey's, wasn't, da- yeah, she put on Lacey at the Lacey's hat. hat
3: was dancing a little bit. Yeah, and they were dancing and then in the background. She flings it like a frisbee out. Um, and yeah, Ms. and Morrison were dancing.
2: Yeah. Um. I don't know what, like, it's a really difficult thing because there are no fans around to vocalize live mm-hmm. And in person, the Mm -hmm. Naomi deserves better thing. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be... It's a WWE, so my inclination is to think, this is the one time, this is the one moment they are giving Naomi to address and thank her fans for this hashtag, Mm -hmm. and then they're going to move on from it. They'll carry on however they were going to do business to begin with. I mean, ideally, they will actually put her in some stories that... You know, make full use of what she has to offer, even if it's with Lacey Evans. Um, you know, I'd be fine with that. But, like, you know, I, I do think that WWE has a big opportunity here. I think mm. a lot of people really want to see Naomi succeed in it. And I think mm. that she has all the tools to do it.
3: Definitely. Definitely. After that, uh, we see Big E and Kofi backstage. And that's when Kofi tells Big E that he's going to be out for six weeks. And he's like, yeah, it'd yeah, be opportunity for me to spend some time with my family. But it's an opportunity for you. Uh, uh, to, 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 to do a singles run mm-hmm. He says look at it this way The universe is talking Woods is out I'm out It's your time um, And Kofi says hey during his title run His title push Biggie was selfless He was all about New Day And uh, he says now is the right time to show what you can do And don't let them deny you for a decade Before you get your opportunity And he says put your meat on my, he- my meat They hug That was great Oh, start using that! It, it was put your meat on my meat. It
2: was awesome,
3: <laughs> and like Big E was was humble. He was like, no, nah, I'm all." He, like, even still then, he was all about the
2: new day. He was mm-hmm. all about uh, the group. They have an opportunity here to tell a really cool story. Hopefully, they do. I mean, hey, mm-hmm. if this is one of those things where you know, if Daniel Bryan is part of creative, maybe let him slide in there. You know, and, and book some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I really want to see this, you know, succeed, man. Uh, after that, we had a fatal four way for the number one contendership to AJ Styles Intercontinental Championship Drew Gulak versus Grand Metalik versus Lince Dorado versus Shorty G. Let me ask you something. Okay.
3: So, throughout this match, specifically with Metalik, but also with Lince, uh, AJ was getting names wrong. Yeah. Do you think he actually knew what Grand Metal League's name
2: was? I, I I think he probably does. Okay. I'd like to hope so. I see. I, 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 I think that that was just him being a heel, dude. I'm sure it was, but he was pretty convincing at, at it. That's why I bring it up. Because the
3: first time he called him, I can't remember, what he, he called him something else. And then uh, his name got brought up again. He was trying to pronounce it. And that's when uh, he tries to... And Cole corrects him. And uh, oh. Corey Grace says something like... Oh, I think there's an N in there.
2: Because yeah. I think he was
3: saying mental mental leak or something like that. Yeah, he was like... Um, metal, metal leak. Metal
2: leak. Yeah. So I mean, dude, the only reason why I, I pause on that question... <laughs> is because he thinks the Earth is flat. It's the only reason why I pause on that. But at the same time... Like, he has been around... A long know, time, I and it, I, it, I I asked the question partially in jest. Yes, and it honestly wouldn't surprise me. It, well, no, that's why I know I I know, but at the same time, I don't know. I would think that like maybe some of this is AJ knows that him and Metalik can put on a barn burner. Yeah, um, try to like, put some
3: heat to it. Yeah, because they didn't know his name totally.
2: Like, dude, if this was if this was a uh, Hulk Hogan. He wouldn't know he doesn't know his name. Like he's not gonna know his name. You know, if that's if that's that kind of situation, I could see that. But uh, I think for Grand Metal League, I think people probably know who he is. I would hope so because he's fantastic. He's really good. He's really good. Oh
3: man. I like throughout all this, pretty much AJ's like, Oh, Chad Gable's gonna win. Yeah, Uh, like (laughs) at one point he I felt like he's trying to call a match. He's like, All right, go ahead and wrap it up now. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh, this Creative Cloud is just killing my soul right now. Sorry. There's, like, people listening to the podcast are going to hear this freaking noise. Hold on. I'm going to write this time down. Because, like, I opened up my Creative Cloud to do the stupid premiere thing, and now it's, like, it's trying to give me notifications. Oh, dear. Yeah, sorry. Anyways. Uh, so, no. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he knows who he is. But it's it's a valid, sadly, it's a valid question to ask because it thinks <laughs> the earth is flat. Well, I am not. I never said that two plus two doesn't equal four. I'm just saying there's a lot of theories out there. <laughs> 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 Anyways, uh, so this was a really fun match. It's what you'd expect from these guys, like yeah. a really good 205 live match. It was pretty long, lots of fun. AJ and commentary was being a good heel. Uh, Metalik ended up getting the win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was
3: actually expecting uh, Gable to get the win here. Me too. because AJ was saying it, because I thought that might be a a, a a program for AJ for a couple weeks.
2: I just figured that'd be the case. I like yeah. that the enforcer just tried to use uh, the going in raw fail, and, <laughs> and he failed at it. It's a G-I-R-fay.
3: Anyways. Um, but uh, yeah, this match will happen next week. Um, a lot of great back and forth. It got a little bit between Lindsay and Metalik, where I believe Metalik pulled Lindsay off a of pin after a stunner. Um, you know, anybody who had won this match could put on a hell of a match against AJ next week. Um, Gable versus AJ had been great. Lindsay, even uh, a rematch with Drew would have been awesome. But uh, Metalik got the win, and that should be really, really, really,
2: really good. Yeah. Uh, after the match, AJ attacked, but Lindsay fended him off. Metalik slapped AJ. Well, AJ extended his hand out. It's like, go ahead and
3: and Metal League was hesitant and, and AJ goes, "Well, if you don't do it soon, I'm going to pull it back." Mm-hmm. And as soon as Grand Metal League kind of made a move, AJ slapped him.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Metal League slapped him back. Yeah, and they brawled a little bit. Yeah. Uh after that, we have I'll be honest, like I didn't see any of that. I just saw the slap like Lindsay getting between them and I assumed AJ attacked. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for putting it together. Me in. Yeah, you put together. After that, uh, they had an extensive Otis and Mandy uh, love relationship video package. And uh, we're going to get them. They're apparently out of quarantine because they're coming back to the performance center next week. Mm-hmm. I have no information on them actually being in quarantine. I just assume people who aren't there. Probably, you know, something to do with COVID. After that, we had uh, Kayla. Speaking of COVID, we had Kayla intra- interviewing Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. I liked it when Shinsuke started using the term splat. Yeah, he said that, what, thrice, three times? He was like, I really enjoyed putting Kofi through the the first table and then the second table, and he says Kofi went splat.
3: Yeah, and then Cesaro says his only regret is that he couldn't put, uh, he didn't put Big E through the table. He says, you know, hey, well, you know, we got lucky once. We'll face him again and prove that wasn't luck. Oh, wait, Kofi's injured. Uh, We won't be facing him. It's, I doubt, Cesaro says, I doubt it's Big E's time, but it's definitely our time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Nakamura said Splat again.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, he did. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Does that mean number one? Okay, listen. There are no other tag teams on SmackDown. There's Miz and Morrison, but they are more like show hosts. Um, yeah. And uh, Forgotten Sons and are gone. Too. And yeah. on top of that, they're bad guys. You're right. League uh, I mean, has a match against AJ next week. Now, after that, he might be available yeah. with Lince. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you can put the tag division on notice because there really isn't one.
3: Yeah, I know, I know, I know. From a matter of a, a short month, a few, short few months, we've gone from a pretty deep SmackDown tag division to basically a non-existent one.
2: is like one of these? Uh, Jay's hurt. Jimmy. Jimmy's hurt. Hurt his knee. He'll be uh, up. More. Tucker evidently has been sidelined in favor of Otis and Mandy. Forgotten. Luch House
3: parties. You got to have. They should have a Luch House Party program because that'd be fun. I want to see uh, Lucha House Party in the ring with Cesaro and Nakamura. That'd be great. I don't disagree,
2: but like, what else is there? That's pretty much it. Pretty much heavy machinery. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, pretty much.
3: But if it going to be a singles wrestler in the near future,
2: yeah. White Brownie says, "Just call up Ever Ever Rise." Who else is in NXT that isn't doing much? Undisputed Air,
3: uh, Lorkin and Birch,
2: Lorkin and Birch. Uh, there you go, Breezango. Yeah.
3: They're not really doing anything consequential.
2: Yeah, it's funny. WWE's tag division is just not all that great. Well, Vince doesn't like tag wrestling, right? Seems to be the case, yeah. It's so funny. God, what was I? I was watching a...
3: Oh, here, before I'll mention this before we continue. There was one instance where Drew Gulak and Chad Gable were kind of working together in that fatal four-way. <laughs> Maybe they're going to start a tag team. Uh,
2: that'd be cool. I'd love to see that. That'd be rad. I'd love that. Um... Yeah, it's funny. Uh golly, I forget. I was listening to something to wrestle with, and Conrad was trying to get Bruce to say that Vince doesn't like tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh he's like I forget. I honestly forget which WrestleMania. Maybe it was the Lawrence Taylor one. Eleven? Yeah. And he was asking why couldn't that have been a tag match to hide the fact that Lawrence Taylor is not an actual wrestler? And uh, and he says, you know, and Conrad was saying, you know, is it because Vince doesn't like – he Vince will never have a tag team match as as a main event at WrestleMania. And Bruce was like, no, it's just there hasn't been one that has been presented as one. He was like, well, what about a couple of years ago when Ronda Rousey was in a tag mm-hmm. match against, like, three of the biggest names in WWE? Triple H, Stephanie, and Kurt Angle. Why wasn't that in the main event? <laughs> and he didn't. He didn't really have an answer. He was just like, no, it's just you know, wasn't the time. <laughs> Anyways, oh, that's funny. Poor Bruce. Uh,
3: so we get a, a Hardy and Sheamus recap, and then an announcement for next week's matches. We get Metal Metalik. I'm getting his name wrong. Metalik Grand Metalik versus AJ. Naomi versus Lacey Evans and Bailey versus Nikki cross
2: for the women's title. So should be three fun matches. Good slate of matches there. After that, we had our main event Seamus versus Jeff Hardy in a bar fight. So Seamus shows up first. His uh, own personal bartender is there. Larson, I have a sneaking suspicion. This guy is not a bartender. The way he awkwardly handled bottles his towel the towel really threw me off because he tried to do the cool like sling the towel over the shoulder thing but it was like a little tiny hand towel and it just sort of like fell onto his sh- it just it was like work. a washcloth huh yeah it was a washcloth exactly
3: yeah that's not what you use uh, you had Danilo the ref sitting at the bar looking bored mm-hmm. um, when Seamus rolls in uh, Seamus is asking for a shot of whiskey that's when Hardy arrives he saddles up to the bar takes a seat Seamus like, "Hey, you want a shot?" Jeff says, "No." Ask for a cup, and there's some back and forth. Uh, he says, "I want you to." I want you to. Uh, 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 Hardy says, i Want you to know something." He pours himself a glass of beer. He tells Seamus that his brother had to delete uh, his WB career. Uh, he has to recover his. He says sobriety has changed him. Seamus is like, "No, you're weak. No one cares about you." And then Jeff goes on a, a, a bit of a thing about how he's connected to everything. That light. That TV, man, even this bar. And Seamus goes, no, I'm the bar. Something they talked about a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And Hardy, you're just a pathetic junkie. And that's when Jeff Hardy tosses a cup of beer in Seamus' face. The fighting begins. Mm-hmm.
2: I like that. I like when Hardy gets a little weird. How he says, I'm connected to everything. I am this bar. I like that. I thought that was cool. It's 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 cheesy. But I, it, it's him being creative. I like that. I've always liked that about Jeff Hardy. He's not afraid to get kind of weird and corny in service yeah. of letting his creativity flow a little bit. I think it's cool.
3: Yeah. So this went all over. It's a pretty small establishment, but it went all, all over the place. They they fought in the bar. They took it back to the bathroom. They got the pop shot involved. That was great when Jeff Hardy, seemingly at full speed, was chucking little mini basketballs at Sheamus. Oh, he wasn't. That yeah. was kind of the... That was a highlight for me.
2: He wasn't pulling back on those little mini basketballs there. No. Hey, how impressive is that Hilton still has that one in his backyard and it still works? You've had that for a while. I know. I designed this, the the backboard, the mm. scoreboard for it. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. did a pretty good job with that.
3: It was, like, uh, more to, it was like a dozen years ago, man.
2: I think it was 2005, wasn't it?
3: No, I think it was 2007.
2: Was it? Okay. All right. I think so. I did get, it was the year that I did Comic-Con, so it would have been... Between oh4 and oh9 was it two thousand eight? Maybe, maybe I was back by then. It would have been maybe it was two thousand eight. I remember. Don't I don't know. know. It was a long time ago.
3: Anyways, yeah. yeah. Anyways, they go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff gets his face shoved in the urinal. Oh. Shave his flushes it. That's nasty.
2: Exposure therapy.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's bad memories, man. He takes Jeff over by the mirror. He says, look at you, you're nothing but a junkie. And then Jeff tosses him into a stall. He, he exits. Seamus goes looking for him. Hardy has a ladder. Bang. They brawl some more. Uh, Seamus tries to hit Jeff with a guitar. He ducks it. Uh, Seamus throws him into the drum set like, like it's a Nirvana show. Um, and then you come back. He goes for a bro kick. Uh, Hardy blocks it with a snare drum. Mm-hmm. Seamus' foot goes through it. He hits Seamus with a twist of fate. Uh, he sets up that ladder near the, the barrel wall drags Sheamus over to it, starts to climb a ladder. Then the bartender attacks him. Jeff fights him off, power bombs him through a, a pub
2: table. That was a nasty power bomb, too. I mean, there was, was probably was a big great. mat
3: right there, but still. Uh, just like there was on the Swanton, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then Sheamus comes up behind, hits Jeff with a chair, and that's when he puts his hat over his face, goes, pours himself in Guinness, drinks the whole thing, comes back over to him, tells the ref to be ready. Uh, Sheamus gets the hat off his face, and Hardy has the face paint the contacts in um then he gets a bottle breaks over sheamus's head climbs up the ladder hits a swanton covers him for the win
2: yeah uh yeah like i said i think a little bit more i don't know just atmosphere would have helped the match a little bit but by and large i thought it was all right Mm -hmm. no complaints i mean look, it was fine it was on an episode of smackdown i'm glad they didn't shove it in extreme rules it probably would have been overkill with the swamp match yeah um but as far as main eventing a smackdown eh, that's pretty cool all right let's go ahead and answer some questions i have a thread right here on the patreon at patreon.com forward slash stephen larson one dollar gets you access to that particular aspect of our patreon stuff
3: yes mr dub says where is there an open bar to fight in it probably wasn't open some probably knew somebody and contacted the owner and said hey can we borrow your bar for an evening
2: uh the enforcer in our
3: uh found the mod chat found the place
0: Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.
1: You ready?
2: Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy.
0: We do it
1: later. Let's drink
2: a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. All right, uh, let's see here. Let's
3: see where it, I'm going to see where it's at in relation to the Performance Center and stuff.
2: I know they had an Orlando Magic uh, sign up.
3: Oh, this is down, that's downtown.
2: All right, Alex Foster. How would you guys do in a bar fight match as a team? What would you use in the fight, and who would be the best to work with in WWE? Man, I was at my old stomping grounds, uh, Maxton's in Lancaster, California. And I was at the bar, it was a packed night, there was a band playing. And after the band was done, evidently one of the locals was talking shit to like the bass player. Bass player gets a pint, comes up behind this guy and just destroys this glass over Oof. the guy's head. And I saw like the wind up in my periphery and I turned just in time to see this thing shatter into a billion pieces. It was pretty amazing. But then they started like then like it was like a five on five bar bar fight match, and uh, I had to go in and, and help break it up a little bit. I had a guy in a chokehold, and it was like, "You need to calm down, dude. You need to calm down, brother." And he's like, "Oh, you got me, yeah. brother."
3: Yeah, <laughs> I've never been in, nor have I ever really witnessed a real bar fight.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was pretty shocking to be in one because I'm like you know not used to that kind of shit. But uh, I don't know. I think I'd do okay in a bar fight. I'm pretty clever sometimes. All you got to do is get a bottle and throw it at somebody.
3: Let's kick him in the front of the knee, man. Mike Lucas. <laughs> Aesthetically, I like the look of the bar and thought it looked
2: good on TV. I mean, it was a good-looking bar. It was a smaller establishment. It looked like it was recently renovated. Yeah, I'll be honest. It looked cool. Uh, it looked fine. I'm not into bars like that are so skinny like that. I can't stand them. Too many people. claustrophobic. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Mister. I was kind of hoping they'd find something, uh, you know, a little more hole in the wall. I know. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like, they could have dolled this atmosphere. up to look yeah. like it's a hole in the wall, you know? But it's very brightly lit. Yeah, it was. Uh, let's uh, see. Go, here. Ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. Okay. Uh, Christopher Rappersod. Uh, when Michael Cole brought up Bailey losing in her hometown, did you see Bailey broke character when he said that? Seemed like she was pissed off when her reply back to Michael Cole. Um, I do like that Bailey challenged Michael Cole to a SummerSlam match. Michael good. Cole laughed about it. She had nothing to say when Corey Graves brought up the Kendo, the stick, kendo stick, the Extreme yeah. Rules match. Yeah. She did not come back from that one. No, uh, Nate. So I'm expecting
3: Jeff to move the Intercontinental Title picture. But what's next for Sheamus after this? Maybe he'll start another tag team or something. I don't know.
2: Feed him to uh, feed him to Big E. Have there that because I don't know, man. Like not a lot of tag teams. This is what I was going to mention. With Cesaro mentioning Big E the way he did, I don't know if they're going to want to have Big E get a win over like the new tag champion right now because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's still pretty fresh. But it also wouldn't surprise me if they did do that to help Big E get one over on the guys that took his titles.
3: Yeah, then, they, then he can move on, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Fear and loathing. I know Matt Riddle says bro a lot, but I think it's been up like 65% since he came to SmackDown. It's like Vince asking for more cowbell. Do you think Vince finds Riddle's use of bro? Fun- Do you think Vince finds that funny?
2: I think Vince likes him, and I think that he said bro a lot in NXT. I honestly don't see much of a difference. No, it was, I really don't either. Honestly, it was more obnoxious in NXT than I've noticed on a main roster. It was only really funny when he's used it on Goldberg as a shoot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not your bro I'm not okay first of all I'm not your bro okay you just lost (laughs) you just lost this one Goldberg Uh, Wolfpack for life who has had the most success with the dancing person gimmick it's got to be uh uh, 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 the what's his name the Funkadactyl guy Funkasaurus
3: well define dancing gimmick you mean just just dancing nothing but dancing
2: well eventually they wrestle
3: no, I know, but, like, their gimmick is is dancing,
2: and that's it. Because, like, the New Day, they dance, but they're not just oh, a dancing yeah, gimmick. no. I, that's what I, I'm trying to the say. The Funkasaurus, that was a dancing guy gimmick.
3: Yes, that's what I'm asking. Are Fandango is talking? a
2: dancing guy gimmick. Yes,
3: are we talking strictly dancing yeah, yes, gimmick? yes, okay. yes.
2: So here's some other names. Alex Wright, Disco Inferno. Oh, that's it? That, I'm looking at chat. <laughs> I'm looking at chat. Okay, I guess maybe too cool. They did a lot of yeah. dancing. They did a lot yeah, of dancing. Yeah, that
3: was kind of the extent of their gimmick too. I mean yeah, yeah it's probably too cool. They were tag champs.
2: Our truth is more of a rapper than a dancer. He dances, but only in certain dancing is of
3: involved role. in his character, but mm-hmm. it's not the full extent of his character. That was why I was trying to find that delineation. We're we talking about anybody who dances but is Dancing as part of their general presentation, mm-hmm. or is their presentation
2: solely dancing? hmm I uh, would say, I mean, it I it'd probably be fandango. The most successful? It was the most dancer gimmick.
3: I mean, that's literally what he was. He was a dancer. He was a ballroom dancer. That was his gimmick. What was Brodus Clay?
2: He was I mean he Dinos- was yeah, he was supposed to be a dinosaur,
3: right? Yeah, was supposed to be a dinosaur. Yeah.
2: Uh, Oh yeah, no way, Jose. Of course, yeah. Well, he danced. Oh, he was a dancer.
3: No, he was. I'm not in NXT for a bit. There is more to his gimmick than just dancing. He had some intensity.
2: Like a week, one week, dude, and it was against Austin Aries. That was probably a shoot. Uh, The Rain Trigger, Power ranked the coolest custom lower thirds. There is uh, Bray Wyatt's, the Fiends, and uh, Killian Cross. Alistair Black has his own. Uh,
3: Nothing beats whatever they have on uh, Hangman pages every week.
2: Oh, just the different
3: funny things. They have little little funny things. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Jorge D. Steve, how would you book an Unsolved mystery show or segment in WWE?
2: I wouldn't because Robert Stack is dead. Wouldn't touch it. Can't do it. There's no more Robert Stack, no more Unsolved Mysteries. I don't care what Netflix says. All right, fair enough. Can't do it. Because it's it'd be, um, on top of it, it's like the WWE, they have. I would have one guy, if if I had to, I'd have one guy just explore all the unsolved mysteries of WWE. There's enough of them for like yeah. seasons.
3: See, Chad here, as part of the dancing gimmick, brings up Ernest the Cat Miller, but he's also a three time karate champion. That was
2: his thing. It was a three time karate. Thing. I'm a three time karate champion.
3: Like uh, Yowie Wire brings up Asuka, she dances. Dancing isn't her thing though. That's why I wanted that delineation. Because a lot of a lot of wrestlers dance. Yeah. But dancing isn't their only thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I don't even think I don't at this point, I don't think Naomi is a dancer. Like she is a feel the glow. Like she's, hey, get excited. Look at all the cool, glowy stuff that I got going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Nemo, what is a worse jobber entrance? being in the ring already when your opponent comes to the ring or coming to the ring after your opponent during commercial then they play your opponent's theme when they come back from commercial and that's possibly more disrespectful that's it that's it that's probably more disrespectful
3: Hugh along heavy asked does Vince call Matt Riddle bro Yeah, he might do it sarcastically from time to time
2: he's had him in his office He's tried to imitate his thing while telling him what he should be doing. Yeah, that probably. has happened. Probably you got there. You don't. Know, you you got. You got your feet. You don't wear shoes. Do you have flip flops? And then, bro. <laughs> okay, I get it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dan Daniels the third. What would be the hardest wrestling T-shirt to explain to a non to a non fan without context?
2: The one uh, Val Venus where it looked like cum. Or the AJ Styles one. The also. AJ Styles one that looks like come too. Any they, shirt? The, the that Val
3: Venus one it would actually be easier to explain, given his uh, vocation. Okay,
2: Casey. but hold on a second though. Would the premise of that particular question explain to a kid? Well, it's not a kid. It's just a non-fan. Oh, I thought context. it said a kid. A non-fan. No, non-fan okay. Non-fan without context. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a porn star wrestler. Okay. It's okay, but then it's AJ. That's pretty
3: easy. I don't. I still don't understand why AJ shirt looked like that.
2: It's like what's the deal with that AJ Styles who's AJ Styles he's a wrestler why does it look like cum on your shirt is he a porn star wrestler Mm-mm. no best. he's like one of the best wrestlers on the planet he's great mm. uh,
3: Shane's birthday tweet I thought the fun splash was the best bar fight move no that's uh, uh, Spanish Fly and Starship Paint this is the a best good, combo
2: that is the best combo this is a good point Jericho uh, Hugh Longheavy says one of Jericho's random shirts The uh, the demo god is kind of hard to explain
3: Yeah, you have to get into real minutiae of TV stuff.
2: Yeah. The demo, the 18 to 49, is what advertisers really want.
3: Because they have the most uh, uh, disposable Disposable income. income. Duckman, given the lack of depth with tag teams, should they just drop one or two of the tag titles? NXT tag title is the only tag title now.
2: Yeah, dude. I they should do the same thing they do with the women's tag title. Just one roving tag team that goes cross brand. That'd be awesome. That'd be that'd be cool. Because if you take all three brands, they've got a pretty decent tag division. But yeah. with, you know, if you don't, dude, Impact Impact and AEW just have cornered oh. the market on tag team wrestling. They really have. They
3: put a they they value it. That's why.
2: I know. Ryan Rubis Cube, what
3: do you think Booker T thought of the Naomi Miz and Morrison segment tonight given his comments the other day
2: I'm not entirely sure that Booker T didn't do that to try to help her like in the know they're all in in the know on it you know so I don't know I don't know I don't know how he thinks about it uh,
3: Weathered Souls my roommate's boyfriend and I be watching GCW Homecoming and Beyond this weekend will you be watching it all
2: uh no, probably not.
3: No, I probably won't be. Uh I'm just trying to do something. I could see a small program with Big E and Daniel No Heels, just Daniel uh testing E to get him ready for the main event scene.
2: Oh, that'd be rad. I'd love that. Mm-hmm. Man, I I would imagine Daniel Bryan would probably just be itching to work with Big E.
3: Oh, hell yeah. Even man. if
2: it's just creatively, he would think anyways. That freaking gif of him chewing on that steak. Best. Oh, it's just the absolute best,
3: Uh, Nate. Do you think after tonight, WB needs to stop a cinematic matches at the time being simply because they've done too many? Yeah, I think they need to. They need to. They pump the brakes on those a little bit. Unless there's a real reason, they got a
2: real interesting approach to it. Don't do it. I'll be honest with you. It doesn't really. It doesn't bother me that much. Like, why not? I mean, it's not like they're precious. It's not like they're. You know, it's like why does it have to be? A special thing. Screw it. Have all the matches out of the ring. Have have them all be cinematic. I'm not actually saying that, but I don't know. It doesn't pump the brakes on it. Why? It mixes it up. It makes it different. We're in an empty arena era. It sucks having just like 50 people in the crowd, man. I'm for it. Uh,
3: white Brownie 92. Should WWE consider merging the rosters together again just for now until the pandemic
2: ends? No. mm No. No.
3: Uh, Brian Lopez for Mania 37 instead of Randy versus Edge. Would you rather see Cena versus McIntyre, or Edge versus McIntyre?
2: Well, Cena has been erased from existence. Yeah, so uh, he has been deleted. They said, or Edge versus McIntyre. Mm-hmm. No, I'd rather see. I'd, I'd rather see Randy versus McIntyre. Randy's been putting in so much good work; it should be rewarded with a main event SummerSlam spot.
3: Yep. Uh, night by night, what SmackDown superstars do you think would be would most swoon over the oddly poetic sesquipedalian musings of a madman's mind? I don't get that reference at all. Wait, what is the question? What SmackDown superstar do you think would most swoon over the oddly poetic? I don't even know this word sesquipedalian musings of a madman's mind. Sesqu that's what seven. S-
2: Sesquipedalian? Sesquip, I don't know what that is. Something, this means long words.
3: Something characterized by long words. Long word using a madman. I don't get that.
2: I have no idea what he's talking about.
3: I don't know what he's talking about either.
2: Maybe he'll let us know. Uh, um, James Rodriguez. Do you feel like Lacey Evans was turned heel because she wasn't believable as a face? Or because WWE felt they needed to make up for the Forgotten Sons being pulled off TV? I think they probably just needed uh, a heel in the women's division on SmackDown and did that. I think sometimes it's just it's like, okay, well, who makes a good heel? You know, they're not going to turn Naomi heel. Yeah. Uh, There's certain people that are yeah. not going to turn heel.
3: Uh, White Brownie says, Steve, uh, your approach comes with a backstory for Riddick Moss, and I have to do the same for
2: Shane Thorne. Oh, wow. Um, I would go back to the, to the Riddick regiment, mm-hmm. which is, I believe like a workout routine. I would, yeah, you know what he, I would he do with that and then lost his first match and then disappeared from NXT. You know what I would do with him? I would, I've always thought it'd be cool to do. And they've, they've come close to this kind of thing before Tom Cruise's character from Magnolia, okay. but, but PG 13, obviously, cause you can't be saying tame the, you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would do that I think he would work really well because he could be probably pretty smarmy Um, I think that could be fun
3: that's pretty good I just feel like Shane Thorne is is almost too much of a blank slate (laughs) like you could do anything with him but it's like there's there's too many options yeah I just want to do something where he doesn't wear a shirt and just wears jeans all the time. That's all like all, all I care about.
2: Mm-hmm, that's good. Um, well, he, he doesn't like
3: wearing shirts. He doesn't like wearing shirts. That's his, his gimmick. I don't like wearing shirts.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I you know if if you wanted to get serious with it, if you wanted to like be okay, we're going to push this guy or at least see if we can get a reaction. I mean, he was in a what was it? What was it? His faction called the Mighty Don't Kneel or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would like just have him be, I don't know, like a guy who did a bunch of like if he has a reputation for being like a real hard ass in Japan, you know, mm-hmm. and now he's coming back. And you and you, you the visualization of that. He doesn't wear shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Zondo, you see tails from the Dead Man yet? Does Timoth- Timothy Oliphant sound like NWO Steve Austin? Let's oh fucking like this.
2: I haven't heard it yet, but I hope he talks like this. And then Xavier uh, Woods gave him a gavel. <laughs> Pen a fucking oh, rose you on this? you.
3: Huh? Did you hear about this? Uh Crossface chicken stain Enzo opening a wrestling school on OnlyFans. Is the most 2020 thing.
2: How you doing?
0: Hey.
2: Yeah. Yeah, somebody suggested that we uh depending on the price that we uh, check that out for our 24-hour stream. <laughs> Start doing some lessons.
3: Fear and loathe, and if this podcast thing doesn't work out, how about a private eye
2: agency with you both and the Enforcer? Do you think you could ever be a private eye? If Enforcer was in, I would do it. If Enforcer was in, I would do it. It's
3: potentially a lucrative industry. So. I don't know
2: about you or me, but if Enforcer's in it, I know I'd be down for it.
3: We'd just be sitting around like uh, chit-chatting. We're supposed to be working. Try to make each other laugh.
2: Yeah, I don't even know. I know. I don't even know how to work in that situation. Like we'd be like, you know, Enforcer, get us get us a lead, get us a case. And he'd say, Okay, boys, let's get going. I'm like, <laughs> all right, let's go solve a case.
3: Uh Dang, MQ, Q, do you think that the big E pushed an idea of Daniel Bryan or Creative? Or an idea of Daniel Bryan on creative, sorry.
2: Uh I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of curious about that. I am curious about that. Yeah. Me too. Uh, Steve Winters says, Dr. Steve Winters says there's questions on the Discord. So I'm going to go here and see. All right.
3: Uh, John Elite. John. Or John Elite. Elite. L- 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 Steven Larson, do you think it's the right thing to put the Universal title on the fiend at SummerSlam after what happened uh, to him at Super Showdown?
2: Oh, dude, I don't, at this point, I don't know. The finish of that match, were they going to have Braun get drowned by Bray Wyatt and then lose to the Fiend also? That doesn't mm-hmm. make Braun look very strong.
3: <laughs> yeah, they gave up on that a long time ago,
2: though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Steve Winters, a biggie, he wins a title out of this singles run. Should he retain until crowds show up or continue normal storylines and let him win again next year in front of fans? Uh, just do your storylines. Don't bo- yeah. Don't worry about when fans are coming back. Yeah. Uh
3: Cyphexia, you guys are in charge of making a main event invasion pay per view with AEW versus W B that extends for two nights. What are the main events?
2: AEW hey, what? Invasion baby? AEW pay-per-view?
3: versus WB were your main events. Two main events, what are they? One night you gotta have Triple H versus Cody. That's one main event. Mm. Uh
2: Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins. Mm, talked about that not Seth anymore. Kenny versus, like, Drew or something, right? Roman? Yeah. That's the match. That's the match. Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. would be good. That'd be cool. Uh, Snake Sosa says, being Irish, I'm glad they didn't go overboard with the stereotypes in the match. I hope you didn't see earlier in this episode. But the match seemed to have been missing something. What would you have added to it? I just want to mention this. Atmosphere, added fog, atmosphere,
1: fog, <laughs> we got fog some machine
2: for this. and 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 mood lighting uh,
3: for this AEW versus WWE uh, Gareth says New Day versus the Young Bucks. That's main event worthy. Yeah. Uh, Dangham Q says Sheeta versus Oscar. That'd be good. Mr. Dub says Chuck Taylor versus Undertaker. Main events anywhere in the world.
2: That's hilarious. Bailey versus uh, Britt Baker.
3: That'd be good.
2: Uh, let's see here. Austin. Austin says, if you had to big book a Big E Mania match, who would it be against? Big E versus Brock Lesnar.
3: Yeah. Gets the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, if I can think of anything that is going to impede his push it would be that he has been you know i they don't let him showcase his serious side nearly enough and they need to do that i want to see that but
3: i feel like they've done it enough through the years that it's we all it, it's we know it's there we know yeah he's 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 you know he's a, he's a laid back funny dude but when he gets down to it he's not he, he's not going to run away from a fight. You know, we know that. We I want, see him getting tense enough.
2: I want drama. Uh, but what two singles competitors would you guys team up to go after the S- SmackDown tag titles? Take out Gulak and Shorty G.
3: Oh, damn. That's going to be my answer.
2: Well, you already said that.
3: Exactly. That's why it's going to be my answer.
2: Um, well, I need another answer. It's like nobody. Who else on SmackDown even is? Look at that Mojo. fatal four way. Oh God. Mojo. Oh no, you know what I would do? This uh-huh. is not answering this question at all. Once Cedric and Ricochet are done with uh hurt business, send them to SmackDown.
3: I mean, it is answered the question. That's the tag team you would have. I guess well, I didn't throw together. two
2: guys together,
3: though. Um, let me see if we throw two guys together. Shane
2: Thorne and Brendan Vink.
3: They're, they're a tag team, man. Are they? Yeah. Sheamus and, and Mojo Rawley. That's my team. Rick Bouge and Mojo Rawley. Tony Nese and Wesley Blake. Rick
2: Bouge and R-Truth. Our truth is on Raw, man. Rick Bouge and NWO Dexter Loomis.
3: It's Ridge Holland. It's his name. <laughs>
2: Shorty G and Damian Priest. And they can't hear each other because their heads are so far apart because he's so tall and that guy's so short. White
3: Brownie says Corbin and Mojo. (laughs) (laughs) Brick
2: Booge and Gronk. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. I got a couple more here. All right. Uh, No. These questions aren't very good. Discord really needs to step their game up. Uh, yeah, that's actually kind of all of it. I was going to All right, he- very well. Hen- Horny Henry had like what I thought was a question, but this isn't really he just and then in the end he says that he's drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not really a question. Not really a question. Anyways, uh, try try next time, Henry. Uh, And thank you, Dr. Steve Winters, for pointing me towards the direction of Discord because I don't check that nearly enough. But I have been ever ever since uh, uh, when we were uploading episodes. I've been saying, hey, Discord, go leave a comment on today's video and I'll stick around and hang out with you guys. There you go. And then I have to take a shower right afterwards because our Discord is gross. Thanks, everybody, for watching. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.